Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to episode 202, Subcompact Glock. Today, myself and my co-host, Kilo Sierra, we will dive into the Glock world, and we'll ask certain questions that a lot of people have had during the Glock eras, the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, even today. And that is, why did it take so long for Glock to get into the slimline? We'll discuss that and a lot more. How to get in contact with us, it's easy. Just go to RadarCop.com. That website will take you to all our audio episodes from 0 to 202. Go to Radio Cop Nation, our official website, much more information. Also, join us on social media, MeWe, Wimkin, Clubhub, uh, Gab, Facebook is still alive, believe it or not, Instagram, Rumble, and Parlor. There we can connect as well. Today, we celebrate the luck of the Irish, St. Patrick's Day, where everybody is Irish, born raised in New York City, this day was a sacred day for regardless of who you were. Everybody is Irish on St. Patrick's. And the luck of the Irish is what gun owners need today because the left is out gun grabbing again in HR 8. And we'll discuss that briefly as well. It is a time that we live in that what seems logical has become absurd overnight. And this new gun bill expands, whatever that means, background checks. It makes it illegal to do a sale between one gun owner and another if they don't go through a background check. So... When you say background checks and you say this, you say basically a form of fee or taxation against gun owners. And that's the direction we're going into. They will tax us to death. But the original theory of taking feces and throwing it on the wall and seeing what sticks is the leftist way and they're doing it. After this show, uh, up next, we're going to have Delusion's part. Uh, Delusion is the name of the the episode, part of the leftist mental illness. And we'll explain the difference between a leftist and a liberal, because there is one. And it's important for you as a gun owner to know the difference. Because one wants to abolish guns. The other one wants to control guns 
there's a huge difference, especially in today's society. Myself and my co-host, it's always a pleasure to have them on here. We're diving into the world of Glock. For a lot of people that will listen to this episode, go, eh, turn it off. It's the Glock boys. Glock boys are known as you can never blash the, the Glock product because regardless of what you say, they still believe in the product. Well, I'm a firm believer in the reliability of the Glock. To me, I've often called the Glock the Toyota of guns. It does what it's supposed to do. If you hear that noise in the background, that's my other co-host, Milo, that can't park himself. He's wandering around, bumping into the desk and making noise, trying to get attention. Oh, to be a young dog nowadays. But with that being said, we're going to take a stab at everything that's on the table today and mostly uh, about the Glock brand. We'll touch on some other brands and how myself and Kilo Sierra dealt with the new baby Glocks when they came on the market. How was our feeling at the time that we shot them compared to how we feel about shooting them today? Because there is quite a significant difference. We'll also talk about the new slimline that Glock has. Why did Glock take over 30 years to decide to go on a diet from a double stack magazine to a single stack magazine? For those that are not gun enthusiasts, a magazine is not the one you read. You guys call it a clip but it's really called a magazine. Well, Glock has always done double stacks, and we'll explain that in this interview as well. So stay tuned. I I know you're going to enjoy this. We're going to give you two old-timers, our view of how Glock changed our shooting world, how the baby Glock was introduced to us, and how we trans uh, transferred all that information because shooting is a perishable skill. So imagine in our era, we went from a revolver to a semi-automatic and we had then transition to a little gun called a baby clock. And that was a big era in the gun world and we're going to discuss that today. So... Let's go to the word of the week, and then we've got our co-host Kilo Sierra on the on-deck circle, and I can't wait to get him on. So let's go to the word of the week. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creations. Mark 16:15. Of course, who said that? Jesus did. Better known as the Great Commission, it's every Christian's calling. It's our mission statement to go to all the world and preach the good news of the gospel. Now, it doesn't mean to buy a ticket and go to Bombay. 
What it means is start at home. There's where the battlefield is and then branch yourself outwards on whatever God ministers to you. Of course, you can learn much more about what I've read in our series A Wall Monday. And those are going to be series that break down these small verses in the Bible, less than 30 minutes for your spiritual growth. And we know we can train in guns. We can train in law enforcement. We can train our minds and our bodies. But if we don't train the spiritual content in our being, in our souls, then we are nothing. Because we're only half a product, half trained. We're not really ready for that engagement. Now, does that mean that people that don't believe are not trained? No. It means they may or may not survive. But believers, regardless of what happens, we live forever. The episode is 202, and we are discussing subcompact Glocks with my hero and co-host, Kilo Sierra. And it's time to bring him up from the on-deck circle. And as promised on the Day of the Irish, the luck of the Irish, St. Patrick's Day, we have Kilo Sierra. Welcome, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show. As a, a pleasure as always, sir. It is our pleasure as well. And as you know, gun and the gun industry needs a lot of luck. So we've picked St. Patrick's Day to do this series on the subcompat Comcat uh, Glock. And mm-hmm. boy, the gun industry needs a lot of luck because there's a lot of lunatics in Washington that want to take our rights away. It's just crazy. It, it's we have to maintain our diligence because they they try to sneak in gun laws uh, through other bills, and we we must maintain our due diligence to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, people that are listening. They're networking with their representative, telling them, if you ever vote against a gun, I'll never vote for you again. That's right. We, that, that's what they understand. It votes. Yep. And we, we need to, to uh, you know, talk to our representatives to, to let them know that, listen, we're gun owners. And we believe in gun rights and the Second Amendment, and we vote. And we vote. And, right. And, and, right. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you know they have records of how many times you voted. They don't know who you voted for, obviously, but they know, wow, Kilo's voted in the last 10 elections. Mm-hmm. So you're the guy that they're afraid of, you know. So if you're, if you're a voter and you're out there and you're really voting election after election, you need to call your representative. Even if they tell you they're a gun-toting representative, uh, it, it doesn't hurt to send them an email or I'll call the office and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I live in your district. They're going to look you up, and they're going to say, mm-hmm. wow, he does vote. And, and Absolutely. And give him the good old warning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if 
if we just sit back and allow this to happen or individuals don't participate politically, then you can't really complain. Exactly. At least calling and notifying, sending them emails, whatever you're supposed to do, at least you're doing something. You're being an activist for the Second Amendment. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to be part of the militia, you got to act like you want to be part of the militia. Mm -hmm. Correct. You can't sit Correct. on the fence. Correct. That's right. That's right. Today Absolutely. we're going to jump into the Glock and the subcompact area, which is primarily known within the Glock circles as the baby Glocks. Yes, that's the uh, baby Glock. Mm -hmm. and, I've shot them. Yes. And I've had my experiences. We're going to share those. Now, usually we're looking at the line is the G26, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, a 9 millimeter, mm -hmm. and the 43. Is, is there as well you've got the 27 which is in 40 the 10 mm -hmm. millimeter the 29 so today mm -hmm. it's a lot more complicated the 45s is the g30 mm -hmm. and uh the g36 and g39 boy there's a lot of g's there yeah <laughs> and the g42 the 380 357 the, yes. the 357 the g33 so Glock has really expanded their baby Glock line, let's just call it that, mm -hmm. since they f the first inception. So my general question is, how did you... Yes, well, I initially, uh, my agency carried a 40. It wasn't a Glock 40. However, we were allowed to purchase um, uh, off-duty firearms. Uh, and since we had a 40 caliber... Uh, we had an H&K Eckler & Coke USB compact for, to buy uh, whatever off-duty that we wanted to at, at one point in time. So I got the 27 uh, because I also had a 23 that I carried off-duty, but I wanted to get the 27 because shot the same caliber. And it was a double-stack magazine, so it was actually pretty cool. I was able to fit the 23 mag into the 27. But it was definitely, a, a, the first time I shot it, it was a, definite learning curve because it was a smaller gun, smaller sight radius. Um, I, I initially, like the first hour I shot it, I felt the recoil snap a little more because obviously it was a smaller yeah. gun. And and the grip, uh, I had the, the, the flat magazine and it was, I had to get used to that pinky hanging out there. And it was kind of strange. Yeah. And it took, yeah, it took me a while to get used to it. Then I got the, the extension. But even with the extension, I have relatively big hands. I'm a pretty big guy. It was a learning curve. I mean, I eventually got used to it, but I had to get used to the smallest. And, 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 it's, uh, and it was a learning curve for me. And it, yeah. But at least at, the, at that time, it was still a double stack magazine. So I would use like the longer mag to qualify. But it was a definite learning curve. I, I eventually adapted, though. I did. Yeah, I did uh, as well. Now, there was a significant difference between shooting the uh, Glock 26, which was a 9mm baby Glock, and the Glock 27, Very the 40 caliber yes. oh. baby Glock. Oh, yes. You felt the 40 oh, you felt in that the palm of oh, your hands. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I, I would shoot the, the yeah. I've shot so, the Glock 26, and it was a significant difference. My uh, When I first was getting used to it, uh, the both of those baby Glocks, I was able to do a follow-up shot with the 26 a little faster because it had a significantly less recoil. But then I eventually adapted to the recoil of the 27. But still, it was uh, when I first got, it was getting used to it, it was a learning curve. It was an absolute learning curve. It was. It, it really was. Now, 
For our younger listening audience, they might not understand why in the world were they shooting 40 caliber anyway? Because 40 caliber was the caliber of choice Most back definitely. in our day. Nine millimeter didn't have that penetration that it does today. So a lot of people wanted that extra firepower in, in law enforcement circles, and they were going to the 40 was sure. the gun of choice. The sure, caliber because of choice, it, it, I mean. Yeah, right. Everybody because in wanted. theory, um, the, the, at the time, because of a major shootout in the late 80s, a lot of people, law enforcement agencies were complaining about the performance of the 9mm. The uh, company submitted some you know, ideas, and the 40 caliber won out because it was technically in between um, the 9 and the 45. And, and, and that's why it was considered like the intermediate gun. It was a little more powerful than 9mm. However, it had similar ballistics to a 45, but you can fit more rounds in the magazine. So that was why, at the time, the 40 caliber was so popular, because you technically had the best of both worlds. Correct. Correct. But it, it came right. with a sting in the hand, especially that small Correct. compact model, shooting it for 30 minutes to an hour. Every time that round would go off, you'd feel that sure. vibration in the palm of your hand, up oh, your yeah. uh, up your arm, uh, by your uh, mm -hmm. wrist as well, because uh, you were that it was more concentrated since it was a smaller weapon or a smaller gun. It was more concentrated, right? Because it's, it's physics, it. right? It's physics. Today, you want a smaller bullet to perform. It's you physics. Want a smaller bullet to perform like a forty-five. So what do you do? It's got to go faster. To to to, to yeah. physics. So yeah. you, and you felt it. You're absolutely right. Oh, oh, yeah. Today, a, today, a lot of these arguments feel, sound a little uh, preposterous. People are saying, well, how in the world? But that's what we were faced with in our generation growing up in law enforcement. It was Correct. the 40. The 9 was uh, on the shelf, at, let's just say. Remember, it's the era where we're transitioning from the revolver, the 38 revolver, to semi-automatics and uh, law enforcement all over was really jumping on Most the 40 definitely. caliber. Most definitely. And um and it it came at it came at a price. It came at not not economic but a, a price you had to get used Correct. to shooting something like that. It's it, very it was powerful. powerful round. Today uh people are jumping back on the 9mm round because the 9mm now through uh modern technology Most definitely. the round is the a, lot a lot better. Uh, um, if you buy it in bulk from any departments, it, it, they tend to be slightly cheaper. Um, uh, for, for individuals that uh, are still novices with a firearm, it's a lot easier for follow-up shots with a 9 and a 40. So there's a, a couple of reasons why, but definitely you're, you're on point where ballistically, because of you know, modern-day science and technology, the 9 millimeter has caught up. Um, and it's a great round, too. I mean, it, it, yes. now it is. But bef before it was a little different. But now, you're absolutely right. The, a lot of agencies are going back to the night. Now, another uh, historical point with the Glock. When it first came out in mm -hmm. probably the late 80s, it came out with the reputation oh, yeah, of that. the plastic gun. And so everybody that had a gun, you know, the Glock was like second. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. A toy yeah, I used to hear all kinds <laughs> of weird analogies. Oh, it's the Mattel gun. It's the, the toy gun. It's the, don't leave it in the back of your car because it'll melt in the sun. I used to hear all these preposterous <laughs> things. I'm like, no, it's not going to melt in the sun. 
<laughs> yeah. And and it it that stereotype stayed with Glock for many, many years. Mm-hmm. It just didn't go away. And uh then they came in, they transitioned the baby Glock. And but there's a problem now, especially if you're in law enforcement and you're gonna use that as a secondary carry. Uh, or in other yes. words, ankle carry. Correct. Because it's a double stack. Now it's not impossible, but you know, it, it's like running oh, around yeah. with a brick still, on your sock. Even though it's a smaller now. frame, it's still wide, so it, it's still a little chunky, as as we used to call it. Um, whether it's on your ankle or even in, in yeah. the waistband uh, holster, it, it still was the same width, relatively speaking, as the full size Glock, and that's an issue that you had to deal with. It wasn't as big, but the width was still there. Correct. And normally, your age, a lot of law enforcement agencies would say, okay, based on what you're carrying, your duty weapon, your secondary weapon has to be of the same caliber because you can right. interchange right. magazines, you know, tactically sound. But a lot of the old timers, when they came to secondary weapon, they prefer just a small mm-hmm. little 38. Mm-hmm. Um, they still hadn't fully transitioned into the semi-automatic world they felt a little bit more comfortable because they would say things like well you know if i pull out my small little revolver it's a sure shot and so that that went on for many many uh, years as well that people would have the secondary would be Mm -hmm. a a small revolver while you were carrying let's say uh, a glock as you're right, back then, the uh, smaller revolvers pistol. are more prolific than the smaller semis, you know. So, and, and, and like, as you yeah. indicated correctly, the transition was still there. There were still people transitioning from the revolver to the semi-automatic. So. Yeah. A lot of agencies did not want to embrace mm-hmm. the Glock just that fast. And some of it is, as, as it was explained to me at the time, was because the first Glock, the first-generation Glock, uh, you had to rip out the magazine from the weapon. And so that's kind of contrary to the law enforcement training that you're going to receive where you've got to interchange magazines in your drills if you're sitting there trying to rip something out of a gun. In the States, anyway, it's not not something that we train with uh, where the mags, you have to rip it out of the firearm, in any situation, you know, but now we're so used to weighted magazines. As soon as you depress the uh, the magazine release, the magazine comes out. But yeah, that was an issue, especially for the uh, for our market, because we just weren't used to being forced to rip them an empty magazine, no less. Yeah. Now Glock had uh, was yes, on target correcting yep. that, Absolutely. of course, for law enforcement purposes. But the stereotype was still there too. So you had the plastic gun, then you had the other problem, which was, uh, oh, I got to rip out the magazine. Even though it had been corrected, people were still, you know, using that one-liner uh, to, to degrade the mm-hmm. brand. So it became more difficult for agencies to Most definitely, because when, when you have a stereotype uh, like that, it the, perpetuates. And it takes a while to, to get over rumors and, and stereotypes because of people, especially with firearms, we're so ingrained in our habits that it's it's hard to break in the market with new with new technology at times. 
Yeah, when I was new in law enforcement, I remember the range master or the assistant range master. He had a Glock, and I can't remember if it was first or second generation, but he mm-hmm. performed a torture test for the academy class, and we witnessed it where he, you know, he put it in the mud, he put it in water, um, he threw it in the sand, mm-hmm. and it would shoot. And then he would take some other guns and he'd do the same thing. And you would notice Mm -hmm, that uh, mm -hmm. it wasn't shooting. And, you know, back then as a novice in in guns, I would look and I go, how come they don't have this clock gun? You know, it made sense to Mm -hmm. me because I'm looking at the demonstration. But it still took agencies a long time to fully embrace. Today, we know law enforcement, number one gun is the clock. Simple to clean, uh, simple to fix. Yeah, it accurate. Oh no, it's, it's great. a simple gun, Absolutely. all the way around. Yeah, and the price yes, was correct. right on target. You know, for the, a lot of these agencies, they were trading in their uh, their revolvers and getting a good discounted price on these clocks. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was a sure. win. Reliable too. Absolutely. It, and it, the reliability of a Glock is like, yeah, I call it the great. Toyota oh, of guns. Exactly. You turn the key, you know it's going to work. And same yep. thing here. Yep, absolutely. You know it's going to work. Uh, but then they finally, Glock, they finally decided <laughs> to go on a <laughs> The <dolly>. slim line. <laughs> and the slim line was born. Now, a lot of people that might not know, the listeners... Glock are double stack magazines. That means they're they're two uh, bullets mm-hmm. that are next to each other in the magazine, mm-hmm. sort of like next to each other, yes. making it a thicker magazine, stick more rounds in the magazine, and therefore uh, that was the Glock model for many many years. But it took Glock so long to go to the slimline. I, I want to say, I might be wrong, but I want to say 30 years to actually raise their hand and say, you know what, I think we're yeah, going to go on yeah. a diet. And there's a number of good reasons for that. Um, first of all, the, 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 the thin line, the slim line Glocks, are, because of their being single stacked, they're a lot thinner. So it makes it a lot easier to carry it on the ankle and it, or inside the waistband hole. So it doesn't profile as much. You know, and, and, and that's one of the huge advantages of Correct. carrying a slimline because uh, I'm going to eventually buy a Glock 43 because I, I like the size um, and it's a perfect size and it's a perfect width because you don't have that double stack. So it's not as what I just call chunky as the 26. Correct. Correct. Yes. And they have the 43X Correct. also, which which is an ex- excellent gun. But uh, they, the 43 is really uh, the birth of the slimline. And uh, we tested it uh, back uh, mm-hmm. in my agency. And, of course, we, we thought it was a great uh, secondary weapon, great little gun. But the problem is, if you didn't have a 9 uh, that was, you know, compatible as your duty waste because you're carrying right, a double right, stack so right, exactly. magazine. So the double stack magazine on your duty firearm wouldn't fit the single stack magazine on your secondary carry. Uh, exactly. Mm. Right. And not that it would be impossible because we can go back to the analogy of the revolver days, 
But that's the agencies wanted to get away from that. They wanted to give the officers more tactical sound decisions when you can use the same magazine mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. two different guns. You're, you're better in the fight. And uh, so the slim line now will present a problem uh, for Glock, for law enforcement primarily, because a lot of them have a double stack duty weapon. So now that transition has to has to be done. And I believe it was the uh gosh, the the 48 which is the frame of a mm-hmm. 19 and the magazine or, or, or the bottom frame, the bottom half of the gun of a 17. And a lot of people say, "Well, what do we need that for?" And it was primarily done for Glock uh, was playing around with it to see if law enforcement wanted to jump in and just buy this model so they can concentrate on their slim line. But uh, a, a lot of law enforcement officers go, nah, I'm good. I'll stay with uh-huh. the 17. I'll stay with the 19. Because there was no real difference other than the slight design, smaller barrel, larger uh, magazine. But it right. wasn't worth the aggravation. Right. I, had to get it. I had to get a new right. holster. Right. I have to do exactly. You know, yeah, it wasn't exactly. worth the right. aggravation. But um, but... so th- they go into the slim line, and the lines they currently have is the G36, 42, 43, as right. we discussed, the 43X, and uh, there's a another one, the 43 Black. I don't know what that. Oh, no, sorry, the 43. Well, that you can put a oh, yes. a scope on top. It comes it comes already prearranged. Holographic sight. And yeah. uh, the forty eight is uh, the, the yeah the 48's the other one. It's a small little compact, but great guns. Forty three is a great gun. I I've shot both of them. I prefer the yes because of the, the standard X. length magazine. Right. It's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's like it's just like right. shooting a, a right. nineteen. Right. So I felt a, l- a little bit more in mm-hmm. control of the gun. A little bit more in control of the gun because, like you said, when you pick up a these small little subcompact guns, you've got to really transition oh, your body mechanics. Especially, I don't know, like uh, when I would train the officers uh, at shooting, either they're off due to their backup carry or even civilians. Um, the weapons retention could be a challenge uh, for, for for the smaller guns for individuals yeah. that are still getting used to that the change in the grip because of the way your, your hand would grip would, would grip the firearm because of the smaller magazine well a smaller grip absolutely correct yep, absolutely correct so Glock late late to the party with the slimline mm-hmm. they've got the slimline now prices are going up a little bit than what it used to be because Glock's prices were kind of for years cemented in stone for years. Agencies knew exactly what it would cost them. Glock, uh, their profit margin, they knew what it was going to be. And they kept that, that number steady. But when they started getting into the slim line, then they started competing with a lot of those slim Absolutely. guns, such as uh, yeah, the, the six hour. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the prices. Yeah. 
Sure. Which is an oh, excellent sure. Very uh, good little gun as well. Some of the M&P lines, the Smith & Wesson. Very also. good. Gun. Yes, yes, which I own. I own uh, the M&P, which they're sure. slim lines. Sure. Great little Very guns, good. too. But now SIG has had mm -hmm. to live with their reputation. Uh, that, oh, uh, oh yeah, don't drop it, he'll go off. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> with a 320, and that one, that's still, I think it's still going on with that baloney. And uh, even with the, the small little pocket gun, the 365, that uh, the, the primer, is it? Or, or I can't remember. One of the components inside the weapon uh, will probably, uh, after X amount of rounds, you won't be able to shoot the, the weapon and stuff like that. But, it, Correct. but you know, Correct. that's far and few between, but... Right. You get we'll one YouTuber, YouTuber will spread a rumor to, s to, to say right. one negative right. content. That's it. It's blown up all over the place. The, yeah, because many issues sucks. happen with firearms. That they're <laughs> quickly rectified, but their their reputation still, you know, proceeds or just continues, continues. Exactly. 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 But Glock, their reliability, oh, absolutely spot on. Nope. Hasn't changed. It's the preferred oh, gun sure. of many, 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 many people. Not only law enforcement, but security personnel, civilians who carry permits. They, it's. I, I'd say, I'd say without a doubt, eighty to ninety percent of them have Glocks. Mm -hmm. Correct, correct. And a lot of people don't know that the Glock is actually used in the military in a lot of special uh, units, specialty units in in uh, the military. Uh, they prefer it mm -hmm. because of the reliability issues. Um, so it is a gun that people like, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said because it's, I don't want to no, say reasonable. cheap because it's no, not it's really built fun. cheap, but it sure, doesn't. Sure. it's reasonable in cost, easy to fix, easy to clean, easy to disassemble, mm -hmm. <laughs> easy to assemble. Correct. Uh, it's a plug-and-play and then a it's gun a, today. A very simple mechanism. That's oh great. my God! You can, you can change the. Yes. You can change the barrel. You can change the trigger you mechanisms. You can do all kinds yeah, of stuff. It's like a little kit. Toyota. For my students, that's what I do to train them with them. No, this, it, it's so versatile. It's, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It is. So it it it's going to be a long shot for some of these other competitors to just knock Glock out of the park. Oh, sure. They're always going to be sure, around. Sure, absolutely. You have uh, other competitors uh, trying to start their own polymer lines, and they're good. A lot of them are good too, um, like Springfield XDs, and uh, mm -hmm. I mean they're 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 But Glock was the first one to come up with their you know their system. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, competition sure. out there. They're coming sure. up strong. Strike a fire, have to say. Sure, absolutely. But Glock. But Glock, after being exactly. laughed at for 30 exactly. or 40 years. Yes, they are. They're still yeah, raining they, they've earned it. They've earned it. Mm -hmm. And they keep on modifying the gun. Yeah. So they, because with, it, with the uh, different generations, they keep on making them better. It's a it's a gun battle-proven weapon. It, it's, it's been proven that it works. It's operable. It uh, There is no horror stories about it. Wouldn't no, shoot. not at all. None, you know, none of that. Uh, with the fit magazines, it's just a matter of you so, know changing your tactics, just like like you indicated. 
when people used to carry the, the backup revolvers, they'd have, they would have to have speed loaders or, or loose rounds. Uh, well, with the slim lines, you might not be able to use the same mag as your, as your double stack. However, you just, at least the magazines are small enough where you can carry extra uh, single stack mags. Yes. Right. And, and, and we know that you're going to have a preference on what you want to shoot, whether it's double stack or single stack. Um, now for me being retired, sure. I'm a single it's stack guy. Yeah. You know, big, yeah, exactly. Can, uh, carrying in the waistband. Come on, come on. We, we, we all know <laughs> the older you get, the yeah, waistline gets a little bit myself. thicker. <laughs> and next thing you know, you've got that that weapon up against your rib cage, and it's not it's no fun. So double stack, oh yeah, it's yeah. Hard, to hard to breathe with double stack, down, single stack. On, if you're right-handed, oh absolutely, all the fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all the fun stuff. So when you were active, you had it on your duty belt, and it was right. kind of yeah, out of the way. Level three holster, no, no big sure. deal. You even had a light on it. It didn't matter because you had everything else. Yeah. You had everything else in your belt. So <laughs> what's an extra two pounds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're up to thirty already. And, and 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 but the slim line, thank God for for the yes. older Americans will yeah, like it. Yeah. As they are a little more challenged in their health, mm -hmm. especially around the waist. Oh, huge blessing! It is a blessing. Huge blessing. And That's why I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to invest in the Glock 43 for that exact reason. It's going to be a lot easier to conceal than my double stack guns. It is. It is an excellent weapon. Um, it, and even on the cost, cost more uh it's it's more reasonable than sure, let's say the sure, sure. p365 oh it's a wonderful gun which I is also an excellent gun so you but, know um, no but it, you're absolutely it, right it, it's yeah cost wise it's it's a little more reasonable and and, and um just like you know, other brands but glock more so it, it's uh the parts are easily available um any new holster any new firearms yeah. technology that comes out uh is always for the glock first always if it's a yes. brand new holster, brand new mm -hmm. I mean, a brand new uh, yeah. magazine pouch, whatever, it, it's it's always for the Glock first, always. And as active uh, gun enthusiasts that we are, we know that we have a buckets oh, yeah. and buckets of holsters <laughs> yes. in our homes. So, you know, I like when somebody goes, "Do you have an extra holster lying around?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of chuckle. Like, Do I? Yeah, a lot of extra holsters <laughs> lying around. Yeah. 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 What do you, What are yeah. you packing? I'm sure I got it here somewhere. Revolver, semi-auto, big, small, medium. Yeah, I got them all. Shoulder rigs, fanny packs, uh, ankle holsters, all of them. And 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 a, and a lot of people don't understand that you might buy a holster for. A specific yep. gun, but it oh, doesn't yeah. fit it. Oh yeah. Yes. But it fits another model mm -hmm. that it yeah. shouldn't be fitting. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> and it works, and then you know, and uh, gun enthusiasts, you know, uh, no, hey, look, that's for the yeah, MAP, yeah, yeah, but it yeah, doesn't exactly. work. But it works on the clock. See, look, and you put it in there. Look, see, look, <laughs> snug. It fits. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. As crazy as it sounds, but that—that's the world we live in, 
And uh, if imagine if we had a dollar for every magazine, um, not magazine, every holster we brought. Mm, oh my boy, goodness. we'd be on the we'd be do we would be doing this podcast oh, on the French what, Riviera. For, for, for the relatively newer shooters out there that might be listening, <laughs> and I know you and I agree agreed on this in a previous show, but that's one thing. I mean, you cannot skimp on a holster. It's it, it's it's one of those things where that's your life. I mean, think about it. Where the gun sits on you, on you your can. body, and you want to rely on that firearm coming out. I just wanted to use that, uh, just to mention that that holster. Yeah. Do not ever skimp on a holster, ever. Yeah. And and, and another analogy is, even though we've got buckets and buckets of holsters, there's Absolutely. only that one holster we only use. That's. That's how sure, how sure. scary like, this I, whole thing is. All the buckets and buckets of my secondary, third holsters, I typically lend them to my students or in training exercises. Or if I go to a training, I might use it. But when you're carrying out in the street, uh, you, you definitely want to make sure you use your best holster. Now, back in the day, as an instructor, I'll mm -hmm. ask you. Back in the day, there was a lot of paranoia yes, with people was. shooting the Glock. Oh, yes. didn't have yes. a safety. And I'm not... Correct. Not not necessarily law enforcement, but you know the civilian life. It was there's a big scare with that. But today, oh, what you say it's the preferred gun, well, bar none, um, because of the uh, individuals that want a firearm safety, it, it has it on the trigger. So you don't have to. Uh, uh, it, there's no yeah. extra training involved in a secondary movement to disengage or engage a safety. Uh, it's a double action only striker fire. So there's no, uh, it's very simple point and shoot. There's no external hammer uh, that could uh, get caught while holstering or reholstering that could, that could uh, inadvertently cock the weapon as you holster it. So th th there's a lot of, of positives for the Glock, which now, especially with the proliferation of carrying permits in a civilian market, uh, to, I mean, as you can tell, and in, in many states, the, the uh, CCW permits are, are just skyrocketing. More and more people are going to the, the Glock or, or strike a fire firearm because of its uh, inherent qualities. Yes, most de definitely, and I agree. If you're thinking about, let's say you just moved to mm -hmm. a gun-friendly state, you're thinking about purchasing one. Yes. Well, we're big advocates on the Glock. Of course... Go to a range where you Most might definitely. be able to rent Most some definitely. of these guns, shoot them, sure. Sure. try them out, you know. <laughs> don't don't be like us and have uh, <laughs> buckets and buckets of guns and go, it's okay, but, you yeah, know, yeah, I ain't exactly. kind of use and this the one. the other ones are collecting dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because guns talk to us it's as we walk it's by crazy. them. It's like, oh, my hey, God. where you they going? <laughs> I'm a gun whisperer. <laughs> they whisper to us, hey, where are you going? And next thing you know, you fall in love with this model, and you go, hey, it doesn't really shoot good. Nah, I like the other. And ah. That's right. And in that's the right. safe it goes. And take it out once in a blue moon. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, exactly. your safe's too small. You have to buy a bigger safe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As always, my friend, it is a pleasure to have you on Raider Cobb Podcast. Your knowledge and weaponry is definitely an asset to this Thank station you for the and to and this our is listeners. Always an outstanding pleasure to be on your show. And I'm I always look forward to a speaking on your show, buddy. Okay, speak to you soon. You got it, my friend. Take care.
As always, it is a pleasure to have Kilo Sierra on. We use his ultimate wisdom in firearms. And the truth be told, we do, like today, was about a 30, 33-minute interview. But we probably were chit-chatting for hours prior. We could talk about guns all day long. And that's the beauty of having a co-host that believes in the same things you do. We have a lineup coming up this month on a lot of issues with guns. So we're telling you to stand by because we're going to have Kilo come back on where we're going to discuss a lot more issues on guns. We took a, a little stab at the Glock world. Of course, it comes at a price because they'll call us Glock boys. But nevertheless, we've been down that road before. We're going to also start going into episodes about where you can and cannot take your gun, especially if you're going to go from one state to another and you're a carry concealed permit holder. It's important nowadays more than ever to be on your game knowing the laws in the jurisdictions that you live in and you might be going to. Difficult times. Don't mess with Texas. We're also going to talk about some proactive laws that Texas is doing to defend gun owners. And preemption, important. You live in a state, but there's a certain town or city that says, don't bring a gun here. That craziness and how some conservative states are dealing with that as well so we got a lot of issues this month on guns and we encourage you to listen up next we have delusion part of leftist mental illness and that is episode 203 again there is a difference between a leftist and a liberal a leftist wants to remove your guns from you permanently and period where a liberal wants to control your guns but they believe in the right to having a gun today the political world that we live in a lot of people are confusing and I hear a lot of conservative people on radio and television where they intertwine both titles leftist and liberal freely like if they mean the same thing and there is a distinction and it's important to know more than ever because I've stated in the past and I'll state it again I believe that liberals will ultimately come to the rescue on a lot of the stupidity that leftists are trying to do in this country. So that's up next. We encourage you to listen. And then uh, we go straight down the line. We got some more episodes on the way. There's probably some flexibility in that. So I'm not going to read that schedule. We, uh, I'm going to start transferring the podcast into a two-episode uh, a week um, podcast from the current three slowly some weeks it'll be three some will be two but remember starting in april 
It's a sure thing. Every podcast will load Sunday night and Wednesday morning. That's going to be the permanent lineup as we go forward. And uh, as always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, for the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most important, continue to pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.